And hello, movie lovers. So this is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Night, John Diagorio. I just want to tell you guys, welcome to the show. I also have the Western Wonder here. We're going to be reviewing Stranger Things Season 4. This is actually a spoiler review, so let's go on ahead. Let's get on with the show. And here we are. <laughs> yep, we're back, baby. We're back. How you been doing, though? Oh, I've been doing pretty good around here. I've been pretty much dodging, you know, Demogorgons and some other things. You know, Batman might be around here talking about vengeance. You know, just been dodging a lot of things the past couple of months in terms of popular content. You know. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyways, we're here to talk about Stranger Things Season 4, and this is, of course, our spoiler review. Yep. So, first off, I just want to say this. This season, to me, was superb. This yeah. was probably what Season 3 was my favorite. I had that at my number one for being Season 3. And then Season 1 underneath it, Season 2's in last place. So, now, this is actually topped up to number one for me. Woo! Look at that. Yeah. And I just want to say this. I love the new characters that they introduced to us. I love Eddie. Eddie is actually the standout to me in this season. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, I call him yes. Young Brian May because they kind of have the similar hairstyle. You know, I also, I also call him Young Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> right, and also figuring out that it's another case of the stereotypical actor you think is American, but when you Google where they actually come from, they're British or from some other country. Like, okay, right. this is a recurring pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Then, of course, we also have another new character named Chrissy. We also have her. We also have the bully that bullied uh, Eleven. And, yeah, was he you know, I think I, his name was Eight. No, no, no. I was talking about the bully that was in the high school. Oh, okay. Spoiled it. Yeah. Okay, keep going. <laughs> this is a spoiler <laughs> review. But anyways. And I'm like, like it's not like, whoops, I spoiled this. There's going to be it's a okay. bottle outside my house. Okay, go ahead. It's all good. But Okay, yeah. so another thing I want to mention is this. I love how they set this thing up where you have now Eleven in a new school. Mm-hmm. He's trying to adapt into this new life. Yeah. Then you have Will, who's also trying to adapt into his life and everything without his friends and stuff like that, too. So you have two characters that are actually trying to find themselves, in a sense, in this new surrounding. Then, of course, you wind up seeing all the other uh, characters, like you see... Uh, Toothless, you wind up seeing Lucas, who knew, who's now on a basketball team. For uh, and then you also, of course, you wind up seeing um, the other the the girlfriend that Lucas was with as well. Uh, uh, so, Max, is that, is that who yeah, you Max? Think? You yeah. wind up seeing Max. Yeah, and, he has a more a much more pivotal part in the season. <laughs> yeah, he plays a major role. I, I definitely like how all these characters are basically fighting their own demons within this world, and they haven't come to terms with it. So I like that whole entire setup with that. But, but there's one person that's missing. <laughs> Harbor. <laughs> no, no that, her and, and Kanye West, those demons that they're fighting. And they're no, 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 no. We're not going into that one. But anyways... <laughs> Kanye's on a whole new level. So right. anyways, going into this season, man, what did you think of it? Oh, just like you said, man, definitely improved compared with the last season, which I, I really liked because how overly 80s it was, you know, just various themes, the music, you know, the aesthetic, which kind of 
uh, leaks on a lot with this season as well. With you know all the wigs and all the clothing and all the music is very eighties. Well, I noticed certain some certain songs kind of tripped into seventies territory, but were probably big on like the radio stations that were playing back then. So I kind of gave it a little bit of a pass. But yeah, I mean, you know, on that one front, it's very great. Net also the visuals kind of like went back to the over the top core visuals and vibes that uh, earlier seasons were giving. Uh, and it was kind of recycled for, you know, more toned down visuals in the past season or two. So yeah, <laughs> loved it so far. Can't wait to see what the last two episodes do actually. Same here. I'm excited to see what else we have for volume two because of volume, because volume one is so good. And also too, I also felt like none of these characters were safe because once you get into that one episode with Max, it seems like all bets are off. And I also want to mention this, too. Now, you mentioned the music and stuff like that, too. The music, to me, was a standout because I felt like that was also a character of its own right. to, to describe the characters. Like, for instance, you have Eddie, who's actually in the Dungeons & Dragons, and he's playing that extreme song. And it's not a Queen song. But that's no, it's not that's Queen. Support. He's playing extreme. Uh, let's play. I, I believe that's the name of the song. I've been listening to. The and I didn't even know they had heavier music like that. I know they hit some yeah. more softer bass. I'm like, what? No. extreme, extreme, <laughs> and it's extreme. The guitar solo is just dynamite. And then, of course, you also have uh, "Kiss Kiss" from Detroit Rock City. That yeah. song's in there. But, dude, to be honest with you, I love what they do with the Dungeons and Dragon thing because of the fact that it represents us as nerds and stuff like that too. And I <laughs> used to play Magic the Gathering all right. the time. And then of course I got into D and D stuff. Mm -hmm. And I remembered in the um when my mom's like, oh you don't need to be going into that stuff because it's it's witchcraft and da 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 and and that's exactly what they do. They represent what my that. mom was right. So I liked how they played the narrative off of that because I thought that was actually perfect. And then you also have the jocks who think that, oh, this is a cult. No, you morons. This is not a cult. <laughs> and Absolutely. but no. And you're, you're good now. You're not possessed. You might have been possessed back then, but you're good now. Yeah, <laughs> but dude, the, another thing too, like mm -hmm. the character developments with this show, it's just fantastic as well because. Now you have to have these characters adapt into new friendships. Right. You also have to get them to try and conquer their own demons. And you're yeah. also having a Hopper, who's also dealing with stuff on his own, though, too. Yeah, he's he's miles and miles away. <laughs> yeah. All the way in uh, Russia. And this is what I liked about him, was the finally we actually get to see what he went through losing his daughter. We know that he had cancer and stuff like that in the first season, but we didn't know what kind of toll that it actually came on. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know the implications of it. Um, let's see here. Like Fago, I felt uh, like Whoopi as uh, Oda <laughs> the entire time. Max, Man, you in dangerous girl. girl. <laughs> yes. I'm going to be honest with you. This has elements of Nightmare on Elm Street mixed in with <laughs> Dazed and confused. I think I said it's about several characters. Yeah, especially <laughs> the dude that's high as a kite. <laughs> that dude is funny, and I like how Eleven is just so absent-minded. Yeah, he smokes like funny plants. I'm like, girl, that is weed. He is smoking weed. Marijuana. <laughs> and, then, and you know what else I like though too? 
when he's over, whenever he goes over to, uh, uh, goes over to Tootless's girlfriend's house when they all go over there and you see mm-hmm. this whole entire house in chaos as yeah, well. Yeah, I was like, what is going on here? One right? lady is over here, it's like uh, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> 2.0 and the other here, they're <laughs> shooting a motion picture. I'm like, Oh, these kids are beating me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right? And, you know, and then, of course, you see Eden. He goes, oh, Eden. Like I'll do anything garden. for you. I'll do anything for you, Eden. I'll do hold anything. on, hold on, wait a minute. You want to smoke? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's oh, like the garden. Where's my theme music? <laughs> cut on some, cut on some motorhead. Where's, where's Motley Crue? <laughs> right, but I like that character. He looked he reminds me of uh, the character from Days and Confused, one of the characters from that show, from that movie. And yeah. then you want, and then also too, I want to go back into Harbor for a minute though. But we wind up seeing how dark his character is developing because it's now okay. Why am I bothering fighting, especially when I got captured, and then just to get recaptured again because the guy who was at, who sent the doll over to Will uh, over to Winona Ryder, right. and just to get backstabbing again, to be back where he was. I don't blame the dude. I'd be like, look, I'm done. I fought the good fight. I tried to do everything I could do. And you know what? And I also led this person I care about and led her into danger. So what's the, what's the point in even doing anything? Right. And fight he did. <laughs> and, so that in graphic detail. <laughs> most definitely. And <laughs> Also, too, uh, another here's the, here's the thing about this writing, though, right? Okay, is, uh, sorry, but the, here's the thing about the writing and how good it is, and how David Arbor plays that off so good to the point where we actually care about him, and that's good characterization of a character. Yes, big development because early on I couldn't stand Harper. I'm sorry. <laughs> Season three, I loved Harper. To be right. honest, but as a progressive, I'm like, okay, I, I feel. His character now, because early on I was like, "Oh no, he's got to go." Where's the demigods? <laughs> to be honest with you, I felt like that with Steve. In all honesty, and the first season, I'm like, "This guy is such a douchebag." And then once he starts with Tootless and uh, with Dustin and the yeah. Luke and Lucas and them, Tootless is a perfect nickname, though, <laughs> <laughs> right? But whenever he starts hanging out with them, I started liking his character more. Yeah, and, down to earth. He's not. He's not a jerk with him. <laughs> no, and now this time he has a job at the video store instead of the movie theater. Now, uh, well, not the movie theater. He worked for Chip a Toy in third season. And, right, uh, but uh, yeah, the other girl. Okay, <laughs> so, so so many character what, names. <laughs> right, there's like 22 characters in this in this TV show. <sighs> so it's hard to keep track on most of it. But I also want to talk about this is uh, the fact that, you know, you wind up having this... I felt like the villain in this was dangerous because of the fact that this is your Freddy Krueger version and the Stranger Things. And you're also wondering, why are they going back in time with Eleven? Because of the fact that, you know, if you watch the first eight eight minutes of it, thanks, YouTube, for taking it down whenever I did my my reaction. But anyways, (laughs) um, when you watch the first eight minutes of it, you're glued in, and you're wondering why are they going back in time? What, what's yeah, the setup the here? Story. Like, what is going on? What? She, how, what? When? How? Right, but <laughs> I like my eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Not my eleven. <laughs> but 
You know, I like how it shows Papa getting ready for his day. You see the newspaper kids throwing the newspaper and missing their targets, of course, in very 80s style. Just throwing it, it made, anywhere. But it has actually, a little bit of a comical mixture in with this dark, I don't know how dark this scene actually is, because you're dealing with a neighborhood that's supposed to be this sunny suburban area, and it's actually dark. Hmm. And the dark, the clouds are gray, and it doesn't feel like a happy suburban area. It feels like a, you know, a down, depressing area. And you have this funny moment, and I thought the funny moment actually gave it a little bit of light into that darkness. Uh, but then you wind up seeing how Papa handles these kids, like he's Mother Goose or something, and <laughs> okay. you know. And then he winds up telling him, "Okay, so let's go into it. Let's, okay, so what do you see in the next room?" And then he tells him, and then all of a sudden you hear screaming. It's a bloodbath. Eleven's yeah, covered in blood. So, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Those scenes. It it it's just took me aback because you know I I think that some of the earlier seasons kickoffs were a little less chaotic, but this one was it was it was peak chaotic. I I, I wasn't expecting anything like that. But, uh, you know, it was very crazy to see how it plays a big part into at least Eleven's story as the you know the the season kind of progresses with the episodes and how certain little hints from the past come back. Uh, trying to think of another example of a movie or a show that does that, but nothing is coming in my mind. My mind's a little right. place, but very crazy. But you know, and then you have Eleven questioning, "Am I really a murderer? Did I really do this act?" And yeah, am it's I a not killer? Like Michael Myers, though, she doesn't go and look in no. the mirror and say, no. hmm, "Am I the killer?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I like how she questions her own motives, and especially whenever she winds up. Hitting that girl with the roller skate <laughs> because she she's pulling her. it at her. <laughs> and I don't blame I don't blame Eleven. I really don't. I'm like, she got what she deserved. She's been yeah, I don't asking... justify common unnecessary violence, but that was necessary. That was deserved. Right. <laughs> hey, what? Bam. <laughs> then I like how the brother <laughs> turned around and goes, I like how the brother of the dude the stoner dude is basically saying this. He goes, At least it wasn't an ice skate. Yeah, that would be like really bad. <laughs> At least she didn't have her powers. Well, she had her powers. <laughs> but yeah, Papa had her uh, thinking that she killed everyone. You're right about that, like Fago, to be honest with you. And even I was questioning that myself as well, because, because at that time she probably didn't have control over her powers, and therefore she yeah. feels a little bit of guilt and shame over that. But, you know that's what I was thinking of it because she's also trying to confront her own demons as well. But, you know, it's easy to go ahead and, you know, do some self-reflection and wondering, am I dangerous as, as they say that I am, or is it just in my head? Am I overanalyzing? And But, you know, it would have been the Hollywood way, the typical way of doing something, right? Where basically you have a character who was, you know, who lost her powers, trying to regain her powers, and you would think, with all the aggravation that bully was putting her through, that 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 power would actually come back. Yeah, but I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad that because they had she, me. They had me for that one scene where she they had her cornered over in the school when she messed with it the first time and said, 
come back over here. Hey, and it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they, they had, they almost like, had it for a minute. Like, don't, don't ruin this. I want to see this build up. <laughs> and when she does that though, I'm like, oh God, I feel so bad for you. girl. Right. It went from, oh, thank God they didn't do that. But oh, I feel so embarrassed for her. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. But girl, I, I feel so bad for you right now because now you're going to be forever deemed the loser of that high school right. match. And, and they're going to be like, "Hey, eleven. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm glad they didn't do the Hollywood typical thing, uh, bringing back her powers that way. It shows that she doesn't need her powers. She to rely on her powers. It, it's about her trying to rely on herself versus her powers and how to cope with that. Right. So I like how they give her more of a human side to her than what we're used to. Yeah. So I, I definitely like that. And then let's go, uh, another thing too is the thing with Max inside that nightmare realm. And I had a feeling that you know the Freddy Krueger version of that killer did want her all the way back there because of the fact that you know she ended up like unlocking a whole new levels like what are you doing back here you're not supposed to be back right. here a whole this new is not- world this is right this is the boss what are you right. doing here? look you have to come back at episode 6 you're way ahead <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right like what <laughs> look this is not for you this was actually supposed for Nancy so you know you need to go on ahead and go somewhere else right right like, leave <laughs> right but the danger of Max and the way she, the way they actually did this, where right. she lifts up into the sky, and then you see these kids, they twist and I can't do it or anything like that. I'm not a precautionist or anything. But the way they do it is just so terrifying, and I don't blame Eddie for leaving. I would jet out of there too. To, to be honest with you, I wouldn't stay in there. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like no, but, what is what is this? <laughs> It looks like no. an unlocking level of Doom Eternal. How do I get out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, whenever she's there, I'm like, oh, crap. Is she going to die? And then you see the portal open back up whenever they're playing her song. Right. So the so it gave me a little bit of relief, but also, too, at the same time, I don't feel safe still. I feel a sense of danger for her. And I'm glad they gave us that sense of danger that these characters are not safe either. Yeah. Especially when she's running through there to go to her friends and the guy's just over there throwing everything at her and she just keeps on running and then she's out there. And then, right. you know... Perfect, perfect use of song, that Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill or whatever it's called. Yeah, Running Up <laughs> That Hill is what it's called. Yeah. Number but, one on iTunes. <laughs> thanks to me, downloading the soundtrack. Right, get it today. Number one. <laughs> I feel like those old commercial guys. Right? <sighs> because I actually listened to Tarzan Man like 10 times today. From that soundtrack. Don't judge me. That but, song is ingrained in my head because when I was young, I used to watch the Curious George TV show and they used to play that song every single commercial. It's like, what? <laughs> and I didn't get it at the time. I was like, oh, because it's a monkey death. Tarzan. <laughs> I get it now. I get it now. So right? that's how I did that song. Yeah. <laughs> I have to agree with Black Fago, though. Uh, the scene with the portal, I was really afraid of her. I didn't think that she was going to make it yet. Me either. I didn't think she was going to make Just it like, out. Like Black Fago said earlier with the Max, you in danger, girl. I, I, yeah. I <laughs> Definitely. I did. And, you know, I was like, okay, who else might die in this show after this? Because that just pisses him off even more now that, uh, now that she survived. Who's next? 
Right, like you survived. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, my pretty, and your friend too. Right. Who's, who's gonna go next? Lucas, exactly. don't get my guy. Lucas, please don't. Get me. <laughs> I don't. I didn't want Lucas. Um, I didn't want Steve to die or anything like that. But I'm like, what is Steve actually scared of, other than his own ego? So therefore, he doesn't really have. <laughs> that makes sense. So therefore, there's nothing really much that he that, that he can do to him. And I forgot about Nancy. I forgot about. I forgot that she hadn't come to terms with her friend dying in the very first season. Because we only saw her in like a very first glance when she feels bad for her. But she never came to terms with that. And we thought she did because of the fact that she didn't never brought it up again. Right. So in the back of her head, she probably just blocked it off just like everything else. You know? So I that's something that I was not expecting Nancy to be uh to be the end credit scene, to be honest with you, when it fades to black. Yeah. Because it seems like they were teasing that fade to black moment throughout this whole entire last episode. It's like, okay, right. is this I was it? Like, Never mind. Fade to black. No, okay. Ozzy Osbourne pops up. Fade to black. Right? I'm going on the stairway to heaven. Fade to black. Is that it? You know what? They need to have Metallica fade to black. Right. No. <laughs> One more scene of violence. Right. <laughs> no, one more extra scene of violence scene of featuring, <laughs> featuring Steve biting off a demon bad head. Oh, no. We need one more scene of some more jokes with the let you out so you're not too scared. Right. Oh, no, <laughs> we need scared? to make them a little more scared again? Okay, let's bring it back into there. Oh, no. What, the oh, we need the plot twist. Okay. <laughs> I can definitely see the Dauphin brothers going, you know what this thing needs? What? They're laughing too much They're and stuff like that. Let's bring we in need to get the, something that can scare them. Uh, okay, Give them a so <laughs> let's let's talk about this for a minute. I loved yeah. Dustin's girlfriend in this movie, in this TV show, though too. Yeah, never, now she's never ending gal. That's what I thought. Right. <laughs> but I actually have to laugh. My dusty bun, and then she makes her hack the school computer so to change 80s. his grade. It feels like a sitcom during Saturday moments. Was when <laughs> she was looking at Will and it was just looking at him like. What are you doing in my room? We came here to right. talk to you. And then close up to her with her 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 hands. I'm like, oh Dustin. <laughs> right. That Dustin. That Dustin, he got uh, he got my computer taken away. Right. Because he made he me change his help again. And you know what? Everybody's feeling Spanish. I'm like, well bad is a Spanish teacher in this TV show. Everybody's yeah, feeling Spanish. from Bangladesh where you want him. Errata, rata. Because what I was thinking, I was like, how bad is the Spanish teacher that everybody's failing? You have Max that's failing in Spanish. You have Dustin's Spanish. I was like, is there a problem with the teachers over in Hawkins? They probably these- don't even have Fs. They probably have Gs. <laughs> For Gracia, she fails. <laughs> right? Today, children, we will teach you Russian <laughs> and vodka. And they will feel like that, too. <laughs> I could see it. Um, I thought this was uh, Spanish when I went, no, children. This is vodka. This is I'm gonna teach Russian. I'm gonna teach it to be really strong, like Russian. Right. <laughs> now, if you had a man today, I would say, well, perhaps right. one class they wouldn't fail would be manscape. You know, they would just get some gardens and some oh strawberries around your okay. evolve and just. <laughs> okay, I'm done with you. Right. Uh, so, okay, let's. <laughs> Okay, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go on to the next thing here. This thing's I don't want to get smacked to go. 
but it was a manscaped joke. <laughs> nah, you're Keep good. Keep our good. names out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I'm going to shave my balls. No. <laughs> okay. 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 But no. Uh, okay. Manscaped aside. Okay. Manscaped. Okay. So All right. let's, fo- let's, go- let's focus back in. All right. Uh, so anyway, so now you actually have something else that's going on. Two, now you have Eddie who's on the run. Because he's Brian scared that, he, and then you have him. You're wondering Sorry, what. <laughs> but I like how he's afraid, and the only one idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just loving it. What Black Fago was saying. Uh, Do we have a follow up comment? Yeah, she goes, "Adios, mio." <laughs> Adios, mio. Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> uh, but no. <laughs> so. So now we have him on the run, and then you have Dustin who believes that he's innocent and trying to prove his innocence. And then right, everybody's the, like, "Oh no, he's a he's a murderer. He, he, it's no coincidence that he had not just one but two girls come and follow him in some dark secluded spot, and, and boom, they're dead. And he just runs off every single time." Yeah, these these townspeople were on them, kind of like how uh, the bikini pop, bottom townspeople were on SpongeBob's neck every single time he causes conflict. Like, no, Ooh. you need to <laughs> suffer some consequences. I, Justice. <laughs> you know, I, I have to wonder about... Okay, so you have the jock, who's actually the captain of the basketball team, see his friend get lifted up from the water, and yet you're right. still going to say Eddie killed killed the and kid and put a car... We're going to get him? And and when he started the speech about God, I just said, I was like, I feel like I'm a clock out. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> God, this is, not, this is our purpose, and the Lord says... um. From Romans chapter five. Jeez, here we go. What am I watching? The televangelist TBN. God, it can't save y'all from Vecna. <laughs> What's crazy is the parents are listening to him. Right. I'm like, you're listening to a 17 year old kid. The only one that actually had sense was the actual parents of Lucas and all the other characters. Parents. Right. They were skeptical, but everybody else, like the one trucker guy that walked out, had me for a minute. I thought he was going to say. No, screw you. I'm leaving. But no, he said, Right. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go. Right. So he threw me off of him. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess the parents of these main kids are the only one that has common sense and they get more screen time this time go around. <laughs> right. But, okay, so we didn't touch on this other thing, though, yet, where Eleven is basically having those same nightmares inside that white room where everybody else is. And of course, yeah. She winds up getting ca- uh, captured again by Papa, and that's a plot twist. I thought he died. And then he's like, one last time, you have to come and save the day. And this mm-hmm. doctor, I like the doctor. The doctor actually has more of a heart than what Papa does. Because he kept on wanting to pull her out of that tank and every- and stuff like that. But you're one- that guy was very creepy. The one who he reminded me of Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Just uh, oh, the, that uh, was the young doctor guy who turned out to be a very yeah the warden or whatever. The, the uh, and I'm like okay, I started. And he's liking been in the death movie, so that's straight. <laughs> but you know, I started at first being a little creeped out by him. To actually liking his character a little bit because he's actually helping yeah. Eleven to defend himself. But then he starts himself. popping up in, per- in various spots at random times. I'm like, okay, dude, you're in that clique of characters that need to learn about personal space because you can't just be <laughs> popping up. <laughs> well, he was just trying to teach Eleven some other defensive moves and offensive moves and yeah, stuff like that. But the so. angles be having to popping up like the Terminator. Like, 
Right. Eleven, do you need me help? Let me help you. <laughs> Let me help you. I don't need help. Let me take help this you. block piece. You need to focus. <laughs> focus. Use your hey. <laughs> hey, what's up, Anthony? Anthony from AC uh, ACS Universe. What's going on, man? <laughs> but yeah, it's like I'm gonna be honest with you. The dude was creepy in the yeah. white room, and then I started developing. I started liking how they were developing his character. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I always wonder what happened to number one? We we always see the other numbers, but what about one? Yeah, number one. Because we have a yeah. lot of number ones. It's not Kate Bush. It's gotta <laughs> no. be another number one. Right. Who is it? So uh let's see, Black Fago, yes, number one was creepy and Waka is accurate. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you, dude. Appreciate you, dude, hanging out in the stream. I do appreciate that, Anthony. Uh but yeah. yeah. I like how he winds up being the reveal of being the nightmare character. And it was all Eleven's fault for him turning the way he did and evaporating. And then, of course, she winds up opening up the portal, which also in turn also winds up making him also being able to get these demigods and everything else. Yeah. So this is actually Eleven's fault. But, you know, I'm going to say this. Eleven's going to die next season. I'm calling it out Ooh. there right now. Woo! Because That's think about very it. strong. That's a very strong. The way he said it. <laughs> like the doctor. Okay. Eleven's going to die next season. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. No! Eleven's going to die. <laughs> but no. Um, but no, I think Eleven's going to die because of this. Number one, she yes, she got her powers back, but after a certain amount of time, those powers are going to be gone because of the fact that she has to probably put everything into it to where she can take him down again because now he's ten times stronger than what he normally is because he's getting these kids' souls and using them basically as generators, if you think about it. So, you know, so now by the time that she winds up getting she's going to lose her powers or she is going to wind up coming to the point where she she winds up dying and having to be the only way to actually since she was actually basically the artist of the Upside Down, basically. Yeah. And in order for her to close the portals, in order for her to get rid of it, because she's the creator of it, she would have to die. Yeah, pretty much that. Mm. And I hate I hate the fact that I'm predicting it that way, but that's what I'm thinking. Um but like, I yeah, do nothing, yeah, it might be it might be over for her. She might have to go into the, the Doctor Strange portal. She can't ever come back. <laughs> no, in the multiverse of madness. But right. um <laughs> But another thing though too is I like how Dustin tells them about the Watergate. <laughs> I'm like, okay, which decade is this? One more time to pick me up, because I'm pretty sure Watergate was, a was it 1990. Uh, but right. also too, but uh, but it's actually accurate though. I mean, if you think about it, aside from historical facts and stuff, calling it a Watergate is actually a, from a kid's perspective actually makes sense. Yeah, you can't call it Demi Gordon Gate. You got to actually have a historical. Right. Real life thing to that. <laughs> but I'll, then you see Steve go down in there. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, bro, swim back up, swim back up, swim back up. And he said, you know what? I'm not listening to you right now. I'm going to do me. I'm going in. Are you on this? Most definitely, bro. Volume one of season four is definitely fire. Like I said before, I rated this as my number one. For Stranger Things, I had hey. number. I had season three as my number one. So now season three is actually going to be going into my number two category, and then season one 
is going to be my number three spot. And then, of course, season you know, two will be your fourth. Yeah, season two will be my fourth because season two, I believe, is my week. This is the weakest out of the seasons, my opinion. But <clears throat> but I like how you see this demon sized world and stuff like that, and how dark and ominous it is, and things like that. And you see these demon like bats, dude. I was scared for Steve, and then then all of a sudden you wind up seeing. And at first, I thought that 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 one was actually going to go ahead and pull him since his arms. Right, I've been getting, down. you know, I've been seeing a lot of movies lately. So I was like, okay, we got bats. Where's the Riddler at? Oh, right, I was I thinking, have a Riddler for you. <laughs> right, because here's the thing: I was thinking to myself, where? Okay, so you pull him down, but you don't show back up. And yeah, yeah the end of episode four. We're gonna get into that in a minute. Where <clears throat> the cliffhanger with Nancy, we and we touched on it a little bit, but I want to touch on it a little bit more. But. You know, when Steve comes out, comes back up to the surface, he's like, Dustin was right about uh, the Watergate. And then what, next thing you know, it you see all of them coming in there. And then next thing you know, you see the demon bats attacking Steve. Yeah, these and then, bats. And, you know, and then he bites one of the bats' heads off. And you know what? The first thing I thought of was Ozzy Osbourne because of the fact he bit a bat's head off. And then here Not comes run. Eddie. <laughs> and here comes Eddie. He goes, dude, you're just like Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, there's Brian May. So basically, (laughs) and Eddie reminds me of us. He's basically a character of us representing who we are, telling us exactly what we're thinking. Same thing with the Dungeons and Dragon thing. The Dungeons and Dragon aspect of it in the school was actually pretty cool to see. I was like, I wish that this was that quick in Dungeons and Dragons, even though it's the ending of his campaign. It never goes by that fast. Right, and everything. It takes a while to build into this, uh, into that. But then also too, the chair that he's sitting in looks like the thing from Lost Boys, the leader <laughs> of the vampire. It right. looks like oh, that Keith same or chair. Something. Yeah, yeah, either suddenly. Yeah, it reminds me of that. <clears throat> but you know, I I like that. And then okay, so let's go on ahead. We're gonna dive into Nancy a little bit now. Unless you want to touch on some stuff that you liked. Uh, frankly, uh, it's just how some scenes kind of really complemented each other. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons seg- uh, segment when Lucas's uh, basketball game was going on. There was a lot of tension in that scene, but I just liked how it was just kind of going in hand with each other. <laughs> and also the last episode with how, you know, Max was seeing the flash. Oh, whoever was in the upside, you know, I'm getting the characters mixed up. Who's in the flashback when uh, number one was talking to Eleven in the last episode? Liked how that scene was complimenting one character was seeing what was going on, the other character's perspective. It was really some great things kind of complimenting each other. But yeah, yeah. we want to talk about before, episode four. But Lucas is also trying to be there for Max. And Max yeah. keeps on like, shutting her out. Yeah. And Max keeps on shutting him out. And then you realize that they're tar- this guy is, tar- this monster is actually targeting people that have anxiety issues with mental health and things mm-hmm. like that. So diving into their own demons, and then you wind up finding Robert England uh, inside a mental institution. Yeah, the Freddy Cougar. So they say, you know, (laughs) he might be some scrub from Brooklyn. No, that's definitely (laughs) Freddy. (laughs) And I got to meet him, by the way. Um, But oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I actually have an autograph picture of him. He goes two John Sleep kills. Flex then, big flex. Right, Uh, but you know. The cool thing, though, that I have to say is they understand their audience. This, and also, too, 
they know what the audience is wanting. Yeah. And, you know, I think that also, too, the stoner friend is actually probably one of my favorite characters because I actually <laughs> oh, have a stoner. Argyle. <laughs> Argyle, yeah. Argyle is definitely my favorite uh, favorite character, too. Yeah, just uh, laid back, kind of like a, a Cheech and Chong character. Oh, right. Man. And then, especially <laughs> with the FBI agent, which he, he wasn't expecting, he goes, is that a dead body? Is that a dead body? What are we going to do? What are we going to do with the dead body? What are we going to do? And then... Drive! Drive! Okay, okay. And then, <laughs> my favorite part... Okay, of course, the guy winds up dying, and then he winds up giving uh, um, them a pen that doesn't even work. But I like how Orga's over there trying to write the, <laughs> the agent's name on a pizza box. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, the, and Will's brother is basically saying, so, you're going to write a dead guy's name on a pizza box that nobody is supposed to know about and then have our names on the pizza box too because he was a good dude I'm like he was a very good dude let me let yeah. me write this i gotta write this i feel so bad because that nickname was funny for a moment i already forgot right. what it was something something guy secret <laughs> agent man or something or something right. like that but secret mm-hmm. agent dude or something yeah <laughs> something around secret that agent man hold on let me write his name out <laughs> and then Okay, so another thing too is there's a, remember the guy with the glasses, the one that was doing karate and all that. Because we didn't mm. touch base on him at all. He was in all the other Stranger Things uh, TV series from season one. <laughs> okay, well, no, I want to say her character so bad, but she's went on a rider in this one because you know the other subplot situation that we have in the first episode with her. I don't even want to get into that one, but uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Ah, I forgot his name though. Uh, uh, do you have Google? Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the character. But I like I like his character every single time he shows up. He goes, I know karate now. And right. he's been taking uh, karate classes. Rising dragon, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> I am like the <laughs> sun. And the foul said, okay, I guess I'm watching live action Kung Fu Panda now. Okay, here we go. No, we're just watching <laughs> Curtis' version of how he would take someone down. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Curtis. That's fine. But, but th- that bit actually works, though, because they're tied up. They're on their way to Russia because the guy, he, Zim- Zemo, winds up backstabbing them. With, Isn't goes, his name Yuri? Yuri, Yuri. Yeah, yeah can't Yuri. I couldn't... <laughs> Oh, you're going to be like my brother. You're going to be fish and chips. <laughs> right? You're going to be like fish and chips. But also, too, another I'm thing. I'm kidding. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> I'm still going to be rich. Be <laughs> right. You'll be dead, but I'll be rich. <laughs> Would I be a rich man? <laughs> but I like him, though. I, I definitely like him because of the fact that it wasn't for... Nancy and Will's brother going over to his house in the first season, they wouldn't have even been together yeah. in the first place. Um, but he winds up taking uh, him down, and then they wind up taking control of the whole entire prison. Well, so, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, what did you think of the prison scene with with Hopper? Uh, which aspect are you talking about? Are you talking about the scene where you're talking just, to the other Russian? Just, just the whole thing. What did you think about uh, when they're over there? They're like, I do not understand. Why are they feeding us? 
Yeah, I like the, the prison scenes. I've been hearing a lot of mixed kind of discussion about it, but I like there was a nice little mix of comedy and you know a little bit of heart and drama. But it makes uh, sense. There was though. some funny bits though. You know, we're talking about I didn't understand the English, especially when <laughs> Hopper started explaining the Demogorgons like. I fought them before. <laughs> I, I know where they come from. What did you say, as American? And he goes, "What did you say, American?" Well, American, right? The one guy always calls him American, not by his actual right. name. He always calls him American. What did you say, American? He goes, "I fought him before." The reason why they want us to eat is so they can want well, us. You know, back. I have a name, right? My name is Hopper. I don't care, American. You're American. You're American. And then also, too, whenever he's trying to break him out and he winds up blowing up the shed, because crazy American. <laughs> like he has a name, you know. <laughs> he don't care. American is just American. I can see him writing like a postcard. They're American. They're American. <laughs> and the poster is like, this could be anybody. <laughs> I can see him writing the address. I don't understand how we got. Went on the writer's address because that would have been American too. No, right. American. American lady. American lady. And then I like how also too, yeah, she was dressed up in Russian gear in the season three, but then the Russian guy's like, ah, I remember you. You dressed up so sexy in the uniform. <laughs> be the Russian. You be the Russian wife to me. <laughs> I'm just made that part up. That part's not in it. But you know, listen, I'm over here laughing at you like making up a whole bunch of extra dialogue. Is this a deleted scene that was cut for time? <laughs> I usually did for Brother Toes. I didn't I didn't write that in there. But... Right, they were like, I don't care. It's going to talk about the demons in ten minutes anyway. Let me get my plot in. <laughs> right. Dressed up sexy. American. <laughs> you dressed up so sexy. American. But yeah. <laughs> um so anyways, um, I like how Harper winds up diving into that though with the mm-hmm. with the d- dummy Gordon and then explaining the dummy Gordon to them. And I was even thinking to myself the same thing though, dude. You're not there to eat and celebrate. This is your last supper. This is basically the crucifixion before the crucifixion of Jesus. Yes, the, the Lord's Russian supper. You can't <laughs> eating and celebrating. I'm done. <laughs> I can't eat thy Russian meat, saith the American, you know? <laughs> right. But, uh, but then once they realize what Hopper is saying, they stop eating. At that point, it's too late. You already got a whole big chunk of uh, chicken leg that you, uh, some that you have. some meat. <laughs> that would be something. But... It'd be funny yeah, if I, they had Yuri's peanut butter as a side dessert, kind of like mix some peanut butter with his whole collection. Like, um, <laughs> my question is this, though. Did anything not work for you because I feel like everything landed the way it needed to land. I thought this was a perfect season. There was not really much yeah. filler in this, to be honest. Maybe it's because that's what the, the visuals kind of took you back. So it's like, okay, I see where you're going with this one because last season it was like some bits I can get, some bits kind of just like, okay, this could be kind of cut. It's kind of some filler. Like, do I really need right. to know about what X, Y, and Z is doing at X, Y, Z location? That's not going to be mentioned in a later episode. Do I really need to know this? I don't think I do. But yeah, I think this <laughs> season really lands it for me. Yeah. There are right. not a whole lot of filler this time around, which is good. No. Yeah. They kept the plot mo- moving. And I don't understand people complaining about this season at all. In all honesty, people are going to complain about everything. <laughs> you're right. People are way too sensitive nowadays. But like, why is he calling him an American? That's unpatriotic. I, he has a name. 
That is unfit. I am a Russian. I just tell you that he's an American. <laughs> Give me my phone. Right. <laughs> and like that, Russia is no longer going to be watching my show. Not like they watch it anyways. But anyway. Yeah, anywho, I don't, think, I don't um, think Putin would be like, I'm, I'm disliking this American's video. <laughs> I'm no more movie it. lovers unite. <laughs> You're right. Goodbye, <laughs> sad American. <laughs> But okay, so the skate rate uh, rank is also another thing I wanted to talk about. Whenever the dude's playing Wipeout, the disc jockey, I'm like, dude, she's the girl's being bullied, and you mean it, and you can see that she's being bullied. I get the fact right. that it's a dedication song, but if you see it, stop the song, right? You're not what, gonna. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? <laughs> He, well, although it's a kid, so of course he's not going to care. But he's going to get fired the next day for this, for that because he's just as guilty for what happened. And also, too, the girl threw a milkshake on her. Kids are laughing at her, and then of course yeah, you don't want to talk about wipe out. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I even cringe more. That I was like, I feel embarrassed then, for her here. <laughs> and then, of course, Eleven's lying to Mike, saying, oh, yeah, I have friends. I'm like, girl, you don't have friends. You need to tell him so we can protect you, even though he's skinny and doesn't have muscles. But, you know, you need to still be honest with him uh, because he's your boyfriend. And I'm I, I'm glad that Will spoke up. Will yeah. did a good job speaking up. And I'm going to say this. It's not a speculation. Will is gay. Yeah. Because. Yes. It's not a, so it's not a speculation. And I heard all the speculation. I was like, oh, yeah. It's They're not speculation. It. It's not speculation. And I was, I was on edge every single time. It was just him and Mike talking. <laughs> like, I, especially when it. Mike is just so clueless. And here he is, is like, right, looking like, down. Yeah, yeah, we're friends. Best friends. It's like, yeah. So, did you, by the way, Mike, it's been a while. So, did you use a manscape? What's, what's going on? Down there? <laughs> right. Let's shave our balls. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> But I really liked how they don't they, they don't tell the audience that he's gay or not. They let the audience figure it out for yourselves rather than go ahead and tell them. It's up for us to interpret whether he is or not. So right. I like this part. <clears throat> but, but I okay. expect a reveal at some point. <laughs> right. So now we're going to talk about Nancy. And I was not expecting the... That monster, I wasn't expecting one to do that. And I didn't know that she didn't face those demons at the very first season. And I feel yeah, like as an... Went away at the, but right. No, he's just like some other characters. Still got some demons. Well, if you think about it, though, we as audience is kind of like the characters in a way. And I'm going on a deeper level here. Uh, but, oh, going deep. All right. Yeah, I'm going deep, like Watergate deep on this. But, Into the upset, upside down. Upside down. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. We think that she basically conquered that demon of right. her, because she saw her friend die. She never brings it up again. And then we're into season two, season three. We forget all about it. That part is blocked up in our mind, just as Nancy's mind is also blocked off. Right. So... That's what I'm thinking is the fact fact is that we're just as uh, blindsided as she is. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Nice little twist there. <laughs> right. 
And so I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, we can forget about things that happened within the last couple of seasons, just as the characters forget about certain things that events that happened in their lives. So she probably has some things that are also blocked off as mm-hmm. well. So that's something that I was thinking on a deeper level on that. Uh, then, of course, I also like how they use the special effects of, you know, it's basically reminded me of Little Monsters with Fred Savage, where they actually, where basically monsters oh, live under your bed and you can actually go into that dimension and travel. Oh, that seems like Gremlins on steroids. <laughs> to, I'm going to be honest with you, man. It is a great <laughs> film. I recommend it. But you can actually That's travel to di- you can travel to different states underneath people's beds and and stuff like that. Whoa. And so that part where you wind up seeing the upside down and then the upside up. <laughs> and that's what I'm yeah. calling it because that's what it is. And I like how they play off of that. And then of course, whenever Chrissy gets murdered, now mm. there is a camera angle in which it turns up where the camera angle turns upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And to me, that also re- represents Hawkins because of the fact that the town in which they live in, which was supposed to be a peaceful town at one time that had no murders. Now yeah. it's flipped upside down because of the fact that you have murders. Now you you can't go out. You can't do anything anymore because of this thing that's happening within Hawkins. So basically, that's them, the Doppler brothers basically pointing the camera angle and basically saying that this is actually what's happening is turned the whole entire town upside down. Right. Once upon a time, it was only peace in this town. Now right. it's only murders in this town. It's, and it's the follow up to the building. <laughs> we moved up right. from the building. We moved up from the building. We're now in the town. Right. Yeah. So, under or over, do you think Nancy's going to make it? I I don't know that twist. <laughs> what she just fell on in there. I don't know. I don't know. I hope she does. I, I really I'm like, like, but like I don't know. I'm like Steve, sing her a song. What's your favorite song? I'm like, <laughs> um, right. Uh, Tom Cruise is not a singer. Darn it, he's a, he's a movie actor. No. <laughs> or uh, Highway to Hell. No, that's not it. Uh, right. Uh, Footloose. No. <laughs> Oh, no, uh, that's not it. You take hey. my breath away? No, uh, that, no I don't Either think Tom Jones no even out yet during that time period. Uh, uh. <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone? Nope, bad song. Not gonna oh, play no, that. I'll think that okay. um, let me see. Any endless, any uh, AC? No, no, Max, no Maximum no. Overdrive? No. Uh. But it <laughs> makes me feel... Songs? No, this is not a good song. Right? <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing, though. It makes me have a sense of danger for Nancy now. Right. If they kill her off, and don't get me wrong, I said with Max, all bets are off. It's but, off the table. Yeah, all bets are off. They need to do something risky with the main cast. Right, like kill somebody random off that really didn't have a lot of their struggles displayed well, on screen. Well, Nancy didn't really show any struggles up until they actually yeah. showed us. So yeah. We don't know. Right, so I think killing off Nancy would be a big impact on Steve. Because of the fact that you see a little bit of romance between them again. And so I'm thinking that she's going to wind up dying. Right. I'm, I'm very morbid today. I, I have 11 dying. You are very, because you're causing all kinds of, I'm trying to be optimistic. Like, as long as they don't get my guys, Lucas and Will out of here, you know, I'm good. I know the actors have been saying, For me, we have too many characters now. Some people need to die by the end of the, the next season. Right. <laughs> as long as they don't kill off Eddie, Lucas, and uh, Toothless, I'm good. 
Right. And Steve. Because if this was a Tarantino production, I'm glad this is not a Tarantino or Michael David production because it was like, no explosions. Everybody dies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Explosions, long spinning camera angles, as Steve and Nancy kiss. <laughs> and then after that, she lifts up into the sky and then she does her little acrobat act and then dies. <laughs> acrobat act. That's the best thing I've heard describing that. Acrobat. I don't know. <laughs> And then just face to black. Right. <laughs> and have Metallica singing fade to black. There right. you go. Like or when the bell torn. Literally the last episode, I waited two hours for this. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, this is a great season. I'm yeah. really happy with it. I'm happy with the way it came out of this. Um, it it blew me away with this season. The songs were fantastic. The acting was fantastic. Yeah. The plot motivations were there. There's nothing bad I can say about this show for season four. And that's just like, I have no qualms with season three. Right. So season three and four top notch. Now five is going to have a lot of competition. Yeah, definitely. Because they're not ending it with season four. They were going to end it with season four, but they decided to go ahead. (laughs) But I feel like, this. But five is like the best way to stop, yeah. But to be honest with you, I'd rather them end it at four. Right. Because of the fact if the eleven does happen to die, what's the point of doing five? So is she safe? What's the deal? Right. Or does she become what one is? Does somebody that's else have to take that spot? Oh, she's calm and nice to somebody at first and then just progressively. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> maybe she is the killer. <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I this season is just fantastic. I can't stop raving about it. It's all I talked about pretty much. But Eddie, okay, I want to talk about one more thing about Eddie because Eddie's my favorite character. Yeah, talk but, about Brian. Talk about Brian. <laughs> but Eddie also represented one of my friends, Stormy. Oh. Who was a st- and he was actually a stoner in high school, but I remember him doing that same speech because when I get my diploma, I'm gonna walk up to Mr. Malley and I'm gonna flip him off. And of course, he wound up failing the uh, failing, and then he had to repeat, and then he, Mr. Malley had to tell Stormy that he needed to see him before <laughs> classes start. <laughs> and then, of course, Stormy goes, "But I want to hear the speech." <laughs> Needless to say, I think that went well. <laughs> yeah, because you'll hear the speech in my office. So, I. But that's also so much of high school. High school, though, where you're wanting to get out of your town. You're wanting to get out of, out of everything and become your own person. Mm-hmm. Versus being in a school system where people can protect you in a sense. Yeah. So. You know, I I liked his character. I thought his character was very funny. Um, the Hellfire Club. <laughs> also, too, we forgot to mention uh, Luke's sister. Oh, as well. Erica. Yeah, Erica. they need to give her some more runtime, as because I, early on I, I was love like, her, but she really is funny this season. Like just grilling everybody. Like, oh, he's going out with you. I guess he took a step lower from Max. And right. whatever she found in the Lucas's bed, and that was mentioned last episode, that he just had a spilling his heart. Don't you tell anybody about that ever again. I feel like they're going to bring it up again just to mess with him. But <laughs> right. But my favorite thing is, though, is uh, so 
uh, where were you? Oh, we were out, and I forgot what kind of lie they make up. And then Erica was like, well, the whole couch is on fire right now. <laughs> out? Of course, yeah, right? <laughs> Erica, American. America. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Fago. <laughs> you just wanted me to do my Russian accent, that's all. <laughs> Erica, American. That should be a superhero now. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, Erica is probably one of my... I liked her in season three. I, I really did. I, I really yeah, dug her character. Yeah, I to warm up, you know, with the, with the humor. She seemed like a great character. But yeah, the, the humor definitely improved with this season. She was just yeah. firing off on all cylinders on anybody. Anybody them. could get it. And <laughs> anybody. roasting them. Right. right. And the nostalgia factor, too, with using the light bright uh, thing, too. Right, because I used to have a light bright when I was a kid. Don't judge me, but yeah, I had one <laughs> as a kid. So like, okay, I remember that as a kid. And then of course I remember this though too with Nancy going back over to her house to get weapons, and the weapons are not there because they're not haven't been there yet or anything yeah. too. So that sucked, but but yeah, I thought this played off really good. I'm excited about the part two of volume two. So. Yeah. You know, this is actually I I enjoy this. I enjoyed redeeming this with you, um, and everything. So, with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for the show. I hope that you guys enjoyed a Stranger Things season four, America, and uh, America. Stranger Things into multiverse Russia, Demon Gorgons, <laughs> right? Vision of Mother Russia. Okay. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Have a great and safe night. Thank you again, Western. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And always until next time, guys, you're very welcome. Anytime. (laughs) America. Bye.